Hey, I won't bug you too much. There are a few ways you can support the Brad and Brit cast. One of them is to shop at our Amazon store. That's shop.bradandbrit.com. Many of you have been doing this, and we certainly appreciate it. Doesn't change the price of the stuff you're buying at shop.bradandbrit.com. You can donate via PayPal. That's at Brad and Brit. On Venmo, it's BBCast. And on Cash App, it's BDUB336, BDUB336. And another great way to support us is to give us a five-star review, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever. Just give us a five-star review. Brad and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. You know, I haven't seen the uh, Al-Qaeda training on the monkey bars been a video while, for right? a while really maybe they got it. some other equipment maybe amazon sent them some other some ellipticals or some shit no they're, they're pelotoning it they're peloton i want to kill someone go ahead peloton spin class yeah. yeah all right hey it's the brad and Britcast. we are glad you are uh, with us today the uh, facebook folks who can't join us on facebook because there is no facebook on monday afternoon we figure they'll come up with another way to to catch up with us or they'll just skip the day right it does happen it does happen it's an amazing coincidence they have that blockbuster report on 60 minutes and then their their tits up all of their stuff is instagram whatsapp all the stuff right all right all right well let's uh let's let's tear this apart for for just a minute happy to and 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 the great thing is that uh we're not on Facebook talking about this. <laughs> yeah. Normally, on, on any other day, you know, we would be live on Facebook talking about this. And, of course, then they might send the Facebook police to our home for defaming them if we say anything bad about them. Because that's how they roll. That's how they roll. All right. So, so here we go. Uh, in the last week, the last week... Um, it all came out mm-hmm. in a way that is undeniable anymore. The tap right. dancing, the lying, the equivocating, the bullshit, the it's not our fault, the, oh, we're working as hard as we can. Oh, we've hired 50,000 people to monitor the site. Oh, that all melts away now in the face of the uh, documents that, were revealed in the Wall Street Journal report last week that had five parts, or was that the week before now? And then you had the uh, woman who was the whistleblower on this uh, show up on TV on Sunday night, which, by the way, I thought was a complete disappointment because you know she didn't say anything that wasn't already out there. Okay, it, it was, well, but it was, I, I, it was. I think when you see her in in such stark. And she's on the inside. Well, but that, I, all, me, these me, documents me, are all from the inside. I mean, well, they're, I understand, they're the but people, again, people hate to read stuff, apparently. I, I thought that, to that's me, the, the point. Mo- that's the, yeah. <laughs> the most shocking revelation. She was part of the civic integrity unit or something that they, they had put together really just to kind of show people or it, it was all for show. It's all theater. Oh, we care about ethics. We're trying to help out democracy. We're not going to allow misinformation to be spread. Right after the election, they go, ah, we don't need that anymore. We did what we need to do. And then that allowed in the months, the two months after the election, for everybody to assemble and then get their plans together to attack the Capitol on January the 6th. Am I representing the story correctly? Is what I said correct? (laughs) Yes, Rachel. Yes, you got it right. 
I'm just, you, I'm just, and, you, and you're, the, you're totally right, Rachel. You're, you're the greatest, Rachel. You never get the, anything wrong. But, Kurt, no, but, but the, the real, the real key to this story, and, I, and I'll let you talk in a second, was that she said the reason that they did that is because it's better and it's more engaging and it's more profitable for Facebook to let the bullshit roll. They make more money, they get more engagement, they have more people in the pool when they let the hate speech and the bullshit and the misinformation flow and then let the chips fall where they may. Again, did I get that right? That is the essence. Yes. <laughs> that is the essence of it all. And, of course, this doesn't just start on Election Day. This goes back years and years and years and years because uh, – Trump getting elected in 2016 was no accident either. Okay. And you know, what's been going on in the country is no accident either. And the, the uh, deaths of teenage girls who uh, see somebody on Instagram who uh, looks better, is smarter, is cuter and is having a better time in life than they are. Uh, and then they kill them. This is all out there. And, and I, I think, boy, if you want to really get um, psychological with this, and, and, and this is just the, the, the total um, um, lamest way to think of this, but it may be true. Since Facebook was started by Mark Zuckerberg in his dorm room, right, at Harvard, mm -hmm. ostensibly to, to meet girls. Trying okay? to get girls, yeah. So that immediately tags Mark Zuckerberg, like many freshmen in college who want to meet girls, don't know how to, as a loser, okay? He was a loser. <laughs> he was. Really? Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Wait, wait. Let me finish. <laughs> he, he, he was a loser in that particular area at that particular time, and uh, most of us grow through that. We yeah. learn from it. We get better. We 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 do start to talk to girls. Yeah, something happens, and our our lives get better. Well, what does he do? He invents this thing called the Facebook. Right? Wasn't the it Facebook. called the Facebook? The Facebook for a while, ostensibly to meet girls. And and you know, the next thing you know, it, it, it's not just uh, everybody at Harvard that can see you. It's two and a half billion people around the planet okay and you've completely lost control of uh, any sense that this is anything more than just a printing press and the only way you can feed that printing press forever is to check all of your morals all semblance of your decency at the door caring nothing about the effect of what you're doing is putting, and it's just what makes us money. Now, again, this is America. You're allowed to make money, but he is an amoral soul running a company that has so profoundly damaged the world. Because remember, whatever we think is going on in the United States due to Facebook pales in comparison to what's going on 
in the rest of the world. Wow. There have been revolutions started. There, there have been all kinds of things in the political realm that we don't know about. And try this on for size. Remember, little Harvard boy from, from 20 years ago starts something. And now it's in how many not languages are there? Who knows? All, all of the languages. Oh, every language. Now, Including if, if 70 or 80 dead languages that are not even right. spoken anymore. Yes. Exactly. So if it's near impossible to get your arms around the English-speaking version of Facebook, what makes you think for one second that in all of these other languages, Facebook is able to, to, to go out and find and hire people to monitor in those languages? The answer, they, they don't. They right. don't. It is, it, is, it is Frankenstein's monster way beyond just scaring the people in the town <laughs> and, and, and uh, 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 having them run the other direction. This is, it's sad. It's out of control. And at the same time, of course, advertisers love Facebook. It reaches people. And Bodies, they have yeah. used every sophisticated tool that you and I have no idea what those tools are to, to uh, right. parse and cut and slice and dice people so that uh, advertisers get the best bang for their buck. So that's why for the last, who knows, I'm going to go back, I don't know, six, seven, eight, ten years, every time something comes up bad about Facebook, there's about three days of bad news, and everybody just goes back to business as usual because it's so profitable, not just for Facebook, but people who swear by it, the, the advertisers and people that sell their shit on their 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 one ad version of it, whatever that's called on there, and, and everything else. I mean, it's it's a brilliant evil business, and I think the analogy to the tobacco industry is pretty good. It's it's pretty good, except this this is actually worse because again, as bad as smoking is, it wasn't likely to cause revolutions. <laughs> take down the world and get someone like Donald Trump elected president. So, uh, well, as we, as we, as we shit on Mr. Zuckerberg for trying to get girls, and I guess we're going to have to criticize everybody who ever picked up a guitar, formed a band, or even tried to be a disc jockey on the radio, because that's no, nope. that, that was Brit the main motivation for a lot of those but Brit, people. But Brett, none of those activities contributed to the, the uh, possible Rush, end I'm of Rush Limbaugh. Have we met? I, I'm Rush Limbaugh. Have we met? Because he's dead now. But yes, a lot of a lot of the stuff that came out of his mouth over a massive career led to what happened on January the sixth as well. And I'm not saying it's as effective because Zuckerberg and Facebook is an all, it's a whole different category. You're you're 100 right about that. Now the question will become because there will be a cry for some sort of regulation. You've seen the commercials that Facebook has been running all over on, oh. on broadcast to, oh, the last time Congress passed anything was 1996. We're begging Congress to regulate and update regulate. We need them to take action. And, it, it, you know, the, I don't even know, again, when you when you look at the body, particularly in the United States Senate, where the median age is, what, 69 or 70 of those people, they don't understand what face. I don't understand what Facebook does. You pointed out the people who know algorithms and have done algorithms since they were in the crib don't understand what Facebook does. I, I'm not really sure what the answer is in terms of regulating these guys, breaking them up, or, or having some sort of watchdog 
to make sure that these people are not fomenting hate speech and trying to kill democracy. I'm not I'm not sure how that gets done. I don't know. And, and of course, the the uh, first thought I have is, you know, President Bartlett, shut it down. <laughs> no more Facebook. No more Facebook. When you we know, outlaw hey, Facebook, hey, look, only when, we, when Facebook is outlawed, only right. outlaws will have Facebook, Brad. Right. Remember well, that. You know, the world got along without MySpace because that basically is now it's still there, but it's it's not let's much. Just, let's just stop with the idea that it's going to be shut down. There's no possible way that that can ha- happen. I, I I don't know. I know. I think the beginning is you get people like this this woman we saw in 60 Minutes. I'm sorry, her name escapes me. She needs to be brought into the solution. She knows what the problem is. She's been inside the the monster, as you say. She needs to be hired by Joe Biden or whomever to to go after these guys and go. This needs to be done. This 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 this. This is what needs to happen. Well, as we uh, as we speak on Monday afternoon, so far we've had uh, several days, including uh, much of Monday, consisting of everyone but Mark Zuckerberg, everyone but Cheryl uh, uh, Sandberg, yeah, uh, uh, appearing to defend mostly lamely uh, Facebook, and that tells you everything you need to know. Because under normal circumstances, when it's a full crisis, you got to get out there and you got to be the man. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is Facebook. There is no one else. He is the absolute ironclad uh, uh, dictator of that company. Um, And they set it up where uh, he has a position that he cannot be removed. He, he can't be fired. It's part of the problem. He can't I think, be fired. I think, that, and, I think and, you, you zeroed in on part of the problem. Right. And, uh, he's untouchable. And, yeah. um, you know, this is, uh, I'm just, I'm just glad our daughter does not work for Facebook. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, that, that's, that brings me to today's uh, wonderful uh, idea. Brad and Britt's conspiracy theories that we don't think are true, but who knows? Uh, Facebook and Instagram, WhatsApp, they're all down on Monday. They all went out. I mean, they're just not there. Now, how could that happen coincidentally with what's going on in the news and what's happening to the company? Well, there's only two possibilities, right? One, it's a coincidence. It just happened. It could have been any Monday. It just happened to be today. How about this? Could it have been, could these guys have been hacked and taken down from within. It's well, one thing to, to it's one thing to print up and and steal all the documents, but it's another thing to uh, be able to have the physical keys to uh, knock the entire service yeah. on its ass. And and I want you to just think for a second what what Facebook might be from a technical standpoint because we've worked at, at at crappy little radio stations, yeah. and I, I, can't I never quite knew. I, I quite never knew what was going on to keep the radio station going out there. I always thought that I still think it's a miracle I can talk and, and, and be on, on radios. Okay, so Facebook is 8 billion times more difficult than that, mm-hmm. I would think, from a technical standpoint. They must have hundreds, maybe thousands, of computer, geek, electronic genius engineers to keep these things 
up and running 24-7. Don't you think? You believe that. That that, is absolutely right. If that's true, then who do you trust? Like who knows? uh, (laughs) Who knows which which plug you can pull and the whole sucker? Who knows? Well, like you know, Facebook has the number of people that you wish were up having Texas power up and running. I mean, they, they have, they have probably a much greater army of human beings on call and on the job and being paid to keep their shit flowing than they do the power down in Texas. There's your buddy, Jim Kramer. He says, this time is different. Facebook may not be able to shake this one off. This is, this is a big fucking huge problem. This is a, this is a big deal. And, um, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know because it, it just can't be a pledge that we'll do better or we'll hot. <laughs> we, so you're, you're laughing because you know, that's what they've said. Right? Of course. Yeah. That's, that's every time it's been like, Oh God. And, and honestly, to an extent, I believe Jack Dorsey at Twitter when he says we're going to do better. And I think that they have made some huge improvements. I think Twitter, cause they, they had a lot of huge issues too, including there was this one asshole that used to tweet all the time and they kicked him off the platform, Brad. I can't remember his name escapes me. He lives yeah, down in South Florida part of the time. I'm, I'm sure you've been seeing what I've been seeing the last few days, which is that, uh, it might be impossible to keep Trump off. I saw of that. Twitter and Facebook. If in fact he ran and as a candidate, it yeah. just might be impossible to do that. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I hope that little nugget that uh, you saw, I don't know if you did, I know I, I just saw it where he's throwing out the, you know, it might be my health. I might not be able to run because the doctor might say to me, and, and that would be, you know, so he's he's setting the stage. He's making sure that he's got all his bases covered, that while he's fleecing you morons who keep sending him money and, 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 and supporting him and we've all thought that this is just a big money-making scheme to begin with. Yeah, as it is. He could, he could go almost to the 11th hour without saying whether he's running or not and then say, you know, here's a letter from a doctor that said, this would kill me. I can't run. I'm so sorry. Uh, by the way, thank you for your, your, your money and your funds and your support. Have a nice day. And by the day. way, this, this is when he gives a shit about doctors and medical science. This is, this is when he finally follows that. I mean, I know he got the jab. And by the way, I'm tired of it being called the jab. I know he got the shot, but still, this would be the time when he has to follow medical advice. When he was when he was shoving Big Macs down his throat in yeah, his seventies, like it was cool. Is to see he uh, 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 word is that he got his third shot a while ago. Okay, he got the third shot. What a piece of shit. So do you mind just adding to the... Yeah, meanwhile, Joe Rogan is like pulling this this theory, this conspiracy theory shit about Biden's third shot and how it was fake, and he's got that former CIA going, yeah, yeah, I haven't heard this. He's saying that was a... He's saying that was a fake shot. (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a big... And I think they even did a bit about it on Saturday Night Live as well, about they're they're saying... Rogan's like, there's no way they would do that. What if he like they give it to him and he just keels over dead right there in front of the cameras? There's no way they're gonna allow that to happen live. That's that's bullshit. So yeah. I don't know who Joe Rogan may be as dangerous as Facebook right now, but he's up and running. He's still running. Britt, I absolutely agree that um Facebook, which cannot use this excuse, which is it's not just us, okay? Right. They cannot use that excuse. And of course, it isn't just them. 
they're just the biggest and the baddest and the worst. But That's yes, right. all all of the uh, supportive secondary voices out there, uh, from podcasters to uh, AM well, radio hacks right. and. And Spotify would them, be Spotify would be course. the main problem with Joe Rogan, and they're you know that's right. Every time every time you come at him with, well, I can't believe you, he's doing this, and this is bad, and it's bad for people. Spotify is like, eh. they just shrug, you know. They're, they're the subscription money's still coming in. We're doing good. Free speech, yeah. free speech, free speech, free speech. We're all about yeah. the free speech. We love the free yeah. speech. Yeah, that's what they do uh, every single time. So, uh, you know, Facebook is down uh, eighteen. It's about five percent today. Here's another. Here's a, you can't judge everything by how the stock market uh, judges things, but this is a pretty big deal. It's a lot of money that that just flowed out in terms of yeah. market cap for Facebook. Sure. And, um, um, but here's another stock that has gone down the toilet in the last five day, four days. Moderna. All right. Yeah. Okay. Moderna, which is, you know, they're they're a leader in the vaccine development, their vaccine is, is excellent. They, they have yeah. a pipeline for other kinds of things. It's a very good come. And they've gone down the last couple of days. Why? Because, and, and this is an actual way to quantify people's stupidity into the financial world and the price of a stock of a company. It's gone down on Friday, big, and today, big, because of the Modern or the Merck, the Merck pill. development of the therapeutic uh, pill thing mm -hmm. that supposedly will, uh, if administered very quickly when you find out that you are infected with COVID, decrease your chances of getting hospitalized and dying by 50%. So this is what we were talking about last week when the news first hit. How stupid do you have to be if you're not vaccinated? To go, well, I guess I was right all along. I guess I don't need to get vaccinated because now I can have a 50-50 shot <laughs> of, of, not, uh, of not getting hospitalized and dying versus that 98-99% yeah. chance when I'm vaccinated. I'll go with the 50-50. Those are better odds. But, but look, so look what happens here. Merck stock has gone straight up the last couple of days and Moderna down. Moderna. So this is how stupid people are. This, uh, uh, that, that just can't be real, but well, it if is you look real. at the, if you look at the study and they, the Merck study was really impressive. I think it was, uh, they had 7% of people that were taking the Merck pill that developed, um, a severe sickness from COVID and had to, right. and, and, and or hospitalization. Right. And nobody died. The placebo was like 14%. And I think like one person died. So there, there's a, there, there could be some of the idiots going, I'll just take the placebo. That's 86% efficacy. I'll take it. I'll just give me the sugar <laughs> pill. That's fine. Give me the sugar pill. It's too so, yeah, too stupid people, to talk People about. are dumb. People are really, really dumb. Here's the, the story. Uh, this is Amarosa saying that Trump may not be healthy enough to run in 2024. Now, she has apparently been released from a non-disclosure agreement. And she's able to say this shit now. So I, I, I can't believe that the Trump legal team did not figure out a way to make her NDA go into perpetuity, or perhaps they don't have enough money to pay her into perpetuity to shut up. But now she is uh, talking. She's saying in an interview that aired Sunday, that former President Trump may not be in good enough physical condition to run for president again in 2024. 
I'm more concerned that Donald Trump hasn't come forward and talked about his health, she said on MSNBC. I don't know if he'll be healthy enough to run, and I think he needs to come clean with the American people about where he is on that before getting actually, into a very stressful and strenuous actually, race. Actually, I, I don't. I'm not concerned about that at all because <laughs> I'm hoping that he's covering up and that he just drops dead. That would be nice. That would, so, so why why would you worry about the fact? Yeah. That he might not be as healthy as he lies about what you think he's supposed to be in terms of health. No, we know he's uh, he's an overweight guy who eats really, really badly. Terrible. Doesn't exercise. And, right. And we don't know his numbers, and we don't know anything about him. And, and, and so um, uh, if, if we were really lucky, uh, there would be a remarkable – moment here where he says yes i'm going to run he would be lying about his health he would go out on the stump and just die at one of his rallies that'd be great just keel over oh. keel over you know you've had some people in in music who have died on stage actors who have died on stage but but that wasn't because people hated them no. <laughs> and, no. and they were wished ill it's just no. it just does happen that'd be, um, be great well, so, you want to do another round of I can't believe blank is dead and Donald Trump is alive? Norm MacDonald. Sure. I'll do, do uh, Norm MacDonald. I can't believe Norm yeah, MacDonald sure. is dead and Donald, Donald Trump is still alive. It's not right. Bastards. Yeah. No, I'm not. All right. Can we, uh, can we talk Mayberry here? Oh, this is a great, this is a really good story. I really enjoy this a lot. And, and by the way, uh, my letter to the uh, news and record will be published. I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow or not. Yeah, but I've uh, I've gone uh, back and forth a couple of times with Alan Johnson, who's the editorial page editor. I, I sent a I sent a letter. I, I, I'll tell you this: I'm sure he won't mind me me saying what happened here. Um, you know, there was a uh, piece that John Hood of the John Locke Foundation um, wrote, and it came out about a week ago. About a week yeah. ago, it was first published in Carolina Journal. And then some of the local papers around the state pick him up really fast because he, he's probably, I don't know, maybe the most widely circulated um, columnist who writes in North Carolina that gets any uh, traction, not just here, but but beyond the borders of North Carolina, because he's a good writer. He's a good writer, a nice guy. Um, and uh, uh, this column that he wrote was all about the fact and I said this in my letter to the editor, which uh, I can read to you, um, that he played the, I'm taking it personally that anyone would dare say anything about the whole Mayberry, Andy Griffith show, perfect world, people were mm -hmm. nice to each other, la, 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 everything was great back then, and let's go up well, to Mount Airy and spend a day. Let me uh, eat a snappy lunch and blah 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 blah. Let Hang me on. let me let me read a little bit of John Hood's actual piece because this is playing. He's riffing off of something that happened on CBS this morning. They did a piece, and this is what John Hood wrote. It was alas, largely a hit piece, looking more discombobulated than discerning. Uh, Koppel, this is Ted Koppel, sought to depict Andy Griffith fans as bigoted fools, Brad wallowing in nostalgia about a racially right. segregated past. There was a lengthy yeah, interview huh? with some tourists yes. who believe the election was stolen from Donald Trump, and they think January 6th was stolen by Antifa. This is what John Hood is riffing off. Well, well just, just so you know, the, the, uh, uh, Ted Koppel, who works for CBS now on their Sunday morning show, this was a, a piece that ran two weeks ago, two yeah. weeks ago, yeah. 
yeah. and it's easily accessible. You just Google sure. Ted Koppel, comma, Mayberry, and you'll see the piece come up. It's about 10 or 12 minutes long. It's, it's well done. It's standard Ted Koppel. Okay. Um, and yes, Ted, you ready? Sit down. Ted Koppel's a liberal. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Right. That's another one right. that was funny because, you know, like Rush Limbaugh claimed that he wasn't and that he was buds with him and that, that Ted Koppel listened to the show. I remember well, hearing that several they, times. The, I, I believe that's true. I believe okay. Ted Koppel would be the kind of person that could be friends with anybody. But but uh, um, and, and in the piece, the first half of it, the first half of it is all about the things that if you've never been up there and I haven't been up there, it's kind of interesting to see how they've recreated the uh, the jail and the, the place where they ate lunch and the barber shop it's all there. If you want to spend a day in that mindset, that's kind of cool. And there's of course guys dressed up like Barney Fife and they've got the uh, Ford was it Fairlanes that they drove that, uh, yeah. that Barney drove those Ford they got, they got the, the sheriff's cars and the rest. And so who my, my point will be here when we get to the the, uh, the the response to John Hood's column who's just outraged. That Ted Koppel would yeah. use that moment to yeah. then rope in a bunch of basically yahoos who, as you know, the liberal media just looks for people with southern accents who are white, who sound stupid and love Trump because that's all they do. Anyway, so he he speaks to yeah. Let me let about, me read let me let me read yeah. this one little bit. The folks I talked to in Mount Airy, Hood Rise, were enraged by this hit piece. Few television shows on the air half a century ago were racially integrated. Why did CBS choose this much beloved program and the proud community that celebrates it as battlefields in someone else's culture war? If you think the Andy Griffith show continues to brighten the days of its many fans because of some misbegotten yearning for white supremacy, you are deeply confused and entirely untrustworthy as an observer of the human condition. That is from the John Hood piece that you, uh, you are talking about. Right. Um, and, when you watch the the actual Ted Koppel piece, you will you will see people essentially say yes, they're they're Trump voters, and yes, we we and one person was already pre defensive, saying you just come here to depict us as stupid while while the person was being a stupid idiot. He said you just come here to to portray us as stupid idiots. Well, a lot of shoes fit that day. That's all yeah. I can say. He didn't when have to you, go far. When you put the kick me sign on yourself, you know, you're the one to blame, not me. Sorry. Right. And and even the head, even the head of the Mount Airy Chamber of Commerce, who's interviewed early in the piece, says, Well, yeah, we're we're just kind of exploiting this. It's not real life. It's not real. But so so say here it. we go again. Say it. it. It's wrestling. Yeah, it's yeah. wrestling, and John right. Hood thinks wrestling is real. Right, and 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 of course, yeah, you know, it, it it's kind of more fun to always remember that Andy Griffith himself was just a liberal through and I, through. He was a I lefty, believe, lefty, lefty. I believe that Andy Griffith came to loathe how people use that show to justify an America that never was. I believe in the decades that that, that permeation went, I believe that Andy Griffith hated that people did that with that Brit, show. Brit, imagine if Andy Griffith were, were a bit younger and still with us. Okay. Yeah. I believe that Andy Griffith could have been the difference in North Carolina voting for Trump and not voting for Trump. 
I believe he has more had more credibility with a lot of people. Now, I know there were, you know, when he would do commercials for liberal causes and he did a lot of them uh, over the years, there would be some conservatives. Well, I, I didn't like him. What is that all about? Aunt? What, are, what are you doing there? Aunt? You know, right? They didn't get it. They didn't understand <laughs> right. that Andy Griffith was a brilliant comedian, a great actor, a great writer who could could fashion fantasy and 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 create a program and and create a world back there in the early 1960s into the mid 60s that was you know all right so but i i just take the idea that that john hood wrote this column and the news and record of course five days later they they run the column in the most gigantic humongous way possible in their their Sunday opinion section, okay, <laughs> it's got a picture. You can't. The pic- it's watching, a picture of Andy Griffith. It's like that, a poster sized picture. Of Andy no, Griffith. it is fifty percent of that of the front page of the <laughs> the opinion section, right? <laughs> right. It's the most important thing that, that that happened this week. I love it. I mean, it was so predictable. Um, and uh, uh, look, you know, I'm certainly able to divorce myself and 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 walk and chew gum here at the same time and tell you that is one of the you know 10 or 15 greatest sitcoms ever um it was just brilliantly written and mm-hmm. the you know don knotts is well, you know, there's the, a reason the he's a hall them, of fame that's the, the greatest two of them are one of the yeah. great comic duos in the but, history of, of any medium come on those he, guys are amazing together but at the same time at the same time they probably weren't sitting there thinking, well, you know what, 50, 60 years from now, what we're doing will be used as a nostalgia piece by people who think America was a great country when just about everybody was white and Absolutely. everything was white people and we didn't have Absolutely. to worry about them Negroes. Okay? Didn't have to, they weren't yeah. thinking that. No, they, they weren't. weren't. They weren't. And I, and I think they would have been appalled that people f- felt that that was some, but again, that gets back to the idea that conservatives worship this America that never was. I mean, that's, that's, and that's part of their centerpiece. And I think again, Andy Griffith, I think he came to be really disgusted by the, that idea that people would somehow hold that up as an example of what we should be. Forget it. Yeah. It's not a thing. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Here's, here's my letter. Let me, let's Here's hear what letter. your response is to John Hood taking things way too seriously. This will this will run probably in the uh, news and record tomorrow or or Wednesday, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, after I read the letter, I'm, I'm going to tell you how it ends up as as it is because it says John Hood took Ted Koppel's CBS piece personally, didn't he? The Sunday morning Mayberry segment is no hit piece. It's well done. Analytical TV by one of the best ever, Ted Koppel. You can easily find it by Googling Ted Koppel Mayberry. It does the obligatory and accurate thing by pointing out, and by the way, the Mount Airy Chamber of Commerce guy completely agrees, that while the Andy Griffith show was super popular, a major hit for five years, Alan Johnson says it was eight. I say it was five, and after the black and white years, it wasn't quite as popular, but okay. Uh, um, it must be remembered that Mayberry was a fictional town. It never existed. It was really about a sequestered whites-only, apolitical, peaceful ideal amidst the turbulence of the 60s. 
No one would argue the show was brilliantly conceived and written with Don Knotts as Barney Fife as one of TV's all-time great characters. The interviews in Ted Koppel's piece, and you really need to watch that so you'll you'll understand how brilliant we are in analyzing it here. <laughs> um, the interviews are instructive. However, 50-plus years after the show left the air, bizarre, almost religious devotion to the show now almost exclusively comes from right-wingers like John Hood, more specifically, Trumpers. Just imagine if Trump had been Donald Trump back then, and he guest-starred as yet another New York City slicker coming to town to fleece Mayberry. Andy would have seen through him in a second. And I would even venture to say that Trump would have ended up in jail with Otis, okay? With Otis and... Yeah, you could have gone from there, and I, I didn't. That's not in the letter about him being. In they put jail. him. They put him in some so. bum's clothes or something like that. That'd be that would have been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that would. But you know what? He he doesn't now. Didn't then, and wouldn't have back in 1962 if he was this rich guy, Donald Trump, adult who could have played that part. He would never allow himself to be made fun of. In that way, remember how he stiffed out on Saturday Night Live? God, he wouldn't he let so them bad. go after him. It was so and, so terrible. And, and so, what is he known for in the movies? That that appearance as himself, and was it Home Alone too? Home Alone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that that's not making fun of him. Okay, it's just trying to burnish his image. But uh, anyway, so that that's my response. Oh, yeah. to uh, to the show, and and, and again. Um, yeah, John Hood's a good writer, and I, I get I get the the idea here, but but honest to God, let this it is go. again this let is again this is such a it's a pander to to the yokels so much. I mean, and even the news and record falls into it, like you said, with that massive yeah. when Andy Griffith's face the size of King Kong, you know, in front yeah. of that all they're just pandering like, hey, hey, stupid America, we got your back, we got your six. Don't worry, we we get it. It's fine. It's not a problem. We're we're good with. It. And again, it the piece was, as you say, it was very well done. It's not what they say it was. And yeah, people have used that shit to try to say that this is how America used to be. And hey, why ain't it now? Is it because those women were allowed to go out to work and, and control their own bodies? Hmm. Was it because those black because those black folks wouldn't stay in their part of town? Huh, let's rethink all of that. You know, it, it, it's yeah, bullshit. Well, you can pick yeah, you can pick your subject and then go, hey, it wasn't like that in Mayberry. Well, right. No matter what it is, it doesn't oh, mean you, pick, pick a topic. You, you, yeah. since, since you did talk radio, you, you know all of this stuff. They would roll out this list of shit that's happened ever since the liberals, quote unquote, banned prayer in school, right? There's all of these things. People shoot each other. Rapes are up 5,000%. People murder each other in front of each other. Now, that never happened before. Jesus was allowed to be saluted in kindergarten homeroom. You know, they, they would do that shit, right? <laughs> it was just, by the way, speaking of Trump, he has, I don't think he did it this past week. I'm telling you, you got to watch this kid, James Austin Johnson, uh, who did Biden cold open Saturday night. They just hired the kid. He goes up there, does Biden. I think he does a fine job. This guy to me is going to be the next Daryl Hammond on this show. He is amazing. And I showed you a couple of videos. Have you seen those videos of him doing Trump? Because he's yeah, he's, uh, he's killer. Uh, he's unreal. I, I, yeah, and I I saw the open on on Saturday. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was decent. Um, 
and 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 some of the writing was was pretty good. Some of the lines were okay, but uh, I I um, loved. The, I thought the show was uh, very good. Now, of course, with the premiere, they're going to try to throw everything out there and have their, all that stuff. I don't know if they can they can continue it. I have a little bit. Now, this is my problem. This guy, when he does the impression, he does various funny things. He's got uh, Trump talking about Mario and stuff like that. Again, I'm kind of afraid that he's going to humanize Donald Trump a little bit and not, you know, it, all of a sudden people are not going to forget about how dangerous this guy is. That's well, that's my care. And I don't want to be that nitpicky jerk because I just think it's funny, but right. I'm kind of afraid well, of that. I think you're I, I think you may be onto something there. Yeah, because remember, the one thing that Donald Trump always counts on and has counted on is with the passage of time. Right. Nobody remembers anything, no matter how bad it was. And you can see that, hey, by January 8th, they were already saying, get over it, move on. And right. look where we are now. It's even worse. So uh, the actor who did Trump for the last five years, Alec Baldwin, right? he did the most cartoonish over-the-top version, which is you know, what was deserved, I think. And you're right. If it gets toned down at all under the guise of, well, this this Johnson, he's a bit more nuanced. He's a little more accurate. He's got the the essence of the real Donald Trump a little bit more. No, that that's not good. Mm -hmm. that, that would not be good um, because that's that's my fear. That, yeah, is, it, I, is that they're going to try to do that and, and kind of I yeah. also but I'm also torn in thinking that if they just make him again into the complete joke then maybe that's helpful to to all of us in protecting democracy and everything else but again well, but i think solution, i think that that's already been done and and yeah. obviously a lot of people don't get the joke a lot so, of but you, you're you're right the the, the best solution of all is to just have him up there at one of the rallies and just drop dead or have lightning strike him or, or something like that. that that again would be the best and we could have don jr or ivanka try to take his the mantle as the king arthur of the situation um yo this is a good one yeah uh, after after Dr. Fauci went on some shows saying that he's not really sure if it's going to be safe for Americans to gather for Christmas, he was, again, uh, criticized for trying to kill the baby Jesus all over again. And Dr. Fauci uh, going on CNN and saying, wait, wait a minute, I'm not trying to cancel Christmas. I like Chris Christmas. And he bashes the media for misinterpreting him, Brad. Once again, the media has misinterpreted Dr. Fauci as they do quite a bit. Uh Britt, I, I I just got a, a text from my brother in Southern California. He lives in yes, he lives in Orange County. Yes, sir. O Orange County, where uh, you may have seen in the last uh, day or so, they have a gigantic oil spill off the coast this. of California now. Yeah. And uh, his his message to me is, uh, I'm thinking that maybe the oil spill is some kind of message from God to the crazies around here to knock it off. <laughs> wait. I'll ask my pal Rick Warren at at at, uh, oh, at Saddleback boy. Church down the road. <laughs> oh boy, that's funny. So to to update the NBA story, Andrew Wiggins got his shot, according to Steve Kerr, the coach of the Golden State Warriors. So the one holdout, the one crazoid of the ninety-five plus percent of NBA players who have been uh, vaccinated is whom? Who is the one holdout? Who's the poster no, boy? It's still Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. It's, it's Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. fucking Irving is still out there being the huge dick. And and again, you're going to lose three hundred grand if you you know per play. And if you're playing in California, or you're playing in New York, and maybe some other states are going to pass this shit. Kyrie Irving's still the lone holdout, Brad. 
as we continue forward here with the NBA pretty much doing the right thing. Now, the players took a little bit of time to get on board, but they're rocking and rolling. They're doing what they need to do. Yeah, but uh, I mean, we can have the same conversation every day and, and just roll our eyes about people who won't get themselves vaccinated and yeah. just just wonder um you know because i got out my uh, trusty calculator over the weekend and i said all right well uh how do you make the numbers mean anything and they obviously don't mean anything to people who don't want the vaccination and they have all the usual excuses from uh, i've done my research it's not been approved it's uh, it has been approved well, i didn't i didn't hear about that uh, Bob, uh, you know, all the, the things that they say. And since we crossed that terrible 700,000 mark, I thought, well, how does that how does that translate? And I go, all right. So we did the calculation and um, I said 19 months, 30 days per month, 24 hours a day. And it works out almost perfectly to 51 people per hour, every hour for the last 19 months have died from COVID and that gets you right to 700,000. Okay. You 51 can't fathom that. It's hard to fathom every hour. It never stops. Now, what about Chicago? What about, right. what about what, South side yeah. Chicago? Yeah. What about them? Uh, uh, <laughs> would, uh, this is just a stupid rhetorical question. I asked this yeah. the other day. Would a million would a million have some effect on these people? I guess I not. Know. I don't know what the number about, is. What, 10 million? I don't how know about what 50 the million? Is. I don't I mean, know. That, that, I, exactly. That's the point. That I don't is know the, the point. number. What but, is you, wrong with But I, yeah. I do know this. One unborn child. Ah! You know. <laughs> right. That's all that matters. Yeah. I get that. Um, I mean, 700. Because if you recall, in March and April, in the May maybe of 2020, Every interview was, well, what do you think the uh, death toll will be by by uh, June, right? And the crazy ones would say, I think we may hit 100,000. We may lose 100,000 yeah. yeah. Americans in this this pandemic if if we don't do something. And people we, and would people go, oh, man, taking, that's, that's bad. 100,000 is really crazy. bad. But we that was do. crazy. That was yeah, crazy. Well, it was, uh, crazy. Oh, that, I don't think that's going to happen. We're not going to lose 100,000 yeah. people. No, that's not going to Right. <laughs> and then so, it just rolled on. So here, so here we are at at seven hundred, and and you know we've seen this movie now several times, where following a major surge, it's receding. Each time it recedes, as the calendar moves forward, you have a lot more people who actually are vaccinated, who are not likely to to uh, get sick and end up in hospitals, but that smaller pool. Of, of people, which is still considerable, it's still many, many tens of millions are still extremely vulnerable, and they're mostly the ones clogging up the emergency rooms and people where the surge moves to. It's it's receded a little bit here in the South, but not that much, <laughs> not that much. Uh, and uh, hospitalizations uh, you know, precede deaths, right? The deaths come later. So it, you can't Every time the numbers start to turn down a little bit, so, oh, that's it, uh, all done, masks off, here we go. When are we going to learn? So here's uh, fuss budget Fauci 
going on essentially saying that. And you have to be careful. And you can't assume that everything will be back to whatever is supposedly normal by Christmas. And that turns into that headline that you showed. Right. Fauci wants to cancel Christmas. And uh, <laughs> he hates Jesus. He hates Jesus right. so he much. He hates Jesus and, and, and the rest of it. And uh, I don't know. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm clueless as to how we have um, not enough toilet paper, not enough paper towels, not enough silicon <laughs> chips to build cars, but we have a surplus of stupidity that just doesn't stop. God, God it's a never-ending supply. Goddamn, if we ain't gonna have seventy thousand people down in Tuscaloosa for Bama's next home game, I'll tell you that much. Woo-hoo, roll Tide. Yeah, 